Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at cwcbayarea.com for service times and directions. We've been preaching on heaven on earth. Everyone say heaven on earth. Heaven on earth is uh, an environment. I need you to understand that heaven is more than just a place of streets of gold or mansions. But heaven is literally an atmosphere. And Jesus tells us when he teaches the disciples to pray, in Matthew chapter 6, verse 9, it says this, In this manner, therefore, pray. How many have heard this prayer before? Raise your hands. You've heard, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Pray with me now. Father, help in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated this morning. I want, want to just lay a foundation as we go into some new, new territory on this. Is that first of all, understand this, that when Jesus invites us to pray, he invites us to pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Which means this, that heaven is not just a place, heaven is an atmosphere. And that's why I shared with you earlier about the importance of atmosphere. You could be living in a mansion and still be in an atmosphere of hell. You, you could be going through hell, although you're, you're surrounded by luxuries. Because hell is also an atmosphere that can be developed in our lives. And that's why many of you love hanging out with certain people or certain couples or going to certain places, certain music, because it creates an atmosphere that helps change how you feel inside. But when you go back home, when you go back to work, when you go back to that, to that family member, all of a sudden the atmosphere that they have overtakes you. Now, I want you to see Jesus tells us this, pray in this manner. Why? Because it must be important and it must also be possible to experience heaven on earth. Say it again, Pastor. In other words, it must be possible to have heaven on earth. Because Jesus would never invite us to pray something that was impossible to achieve. Because heaven is more than just a place of streets of gold. Heaven is literally an atmosphere where the presence of God is manifested. Now let me take you somewhere with this. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 28, we find your purpose. That God gives a purpose of why he creates mankind. And it's found in this breakdown right here. In Matthew chapter one, verse, or Genesis chapter 1, verse 28, he says this. He created man, he says, let them be fruitful, be multiply, fill and subdue the earth. This is why you were created. Every single one of you here today, you were created, everyone say multiply, or actually fruitful, my bad, say fruitful. Because you were created not just to consume, you were con- created to contribute. Every one of you in here, you were created to give back, not just to take. Everything in nature that we see has a cycle. And everything in nature that does not give back will eventually die. God created mankind with the capacity and the mandate to produce fruit. Okay? You are created to be fruitful. Secondly, God created us to multiply. You are not just to, not just to procreate and have children. God created you to excel. Everyone say excel. excel. 
Listen, you should be the best at the things that you do better than anyone. Every one of you here was created. If you're a doctor, you should be the best doctor that there, that's out there. If you're a restaurant owner, you should become the best restaurant owner out there. Why? Because each and every one of you was created with the capacity and the ability to multiply. You, God created you with the ability to excel, to grow, to expand, to go beyond. And if we settle in life, whenever you begin to settle, you begin to regress and it's been proven that 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 society or technology is growing at a rapid rate or that the world is improving at a rapid rate even if you do not move even if you don't grow at all you're still falling behind about 33% a year you have to grow at least 33% in order just to maintain in order just to stay up with things around you. You have to be working hard in order to get to that. But God created you to multiply. Then he says this, fill and transform. He, he, he created us to fill, to fill and to subdue the earth. That word fill literally means to transform environments. It literally means to shift environments. That you have the ability and what God created Adam and Eve to do. You had Adam and Eve placed in the garden. And God's plan was this, was for Adam and Eve to have children, to reproduce that same garden in another place in the world, and then for them to reproduce and then go throughout to another place and reproduce until the whole earth was filled with the presence of God from the Garden of Eden. That was God's plan. But Adam blew it. And when Adam blew it because of what he, the sin that he entered into, and we talked about this, that original sin didn't happen when Adam ate the fruit. Original sin happened when Adam allowed the serpent into the garden. And you got to be careful what you allow into your garden. You got to be, be careful the things you allow in your life. You got to watch what things the serpent was hanging out in the garden. You got to be careful what things you're allowing into your life that are eventually going to lead you to the wrong thing. You got to watch and tend. You got to tend and keep. Now, after Adam blew it, God ends up covering them. They covered themselves with fig leaves. God covered them with animal skins. Because God, I need you to understand that when we fall, rather than run away from God, God wants you to run to him. And every one of you in here, you need to know that God loves you. God is not mad at you. God is mad about you. How much did God love you? That he sent his son before the foundations of the earth, according to Revelation 4, 8. Before the foundations of the earth, Christ died for you. So God knew even before man sinned that if I create man, man is going to sin, they're going to turn their back on me, and then we're going to have to have a plan of redemption. God knew this from the very beginning of time. So God chose, I'm still going to create man because I love mankind enough that I'm willing to create them, know that they're going to fall. I'll still send my son to redeem them. Why? Because I love them. I need you to know something today. God didn't come to this earth. Christ didn't come to this earth so that he could create a religion. He came to this earth so that you and I could experience a relationship with God. It's not about Catholicism, Christianity, Muslim. It's about a relationship with God. We need a relationship with God. Why? Because God loved you so much that he went through extreme lengths to express his love to you. And he did that by dying on the cross so that he could restore relationship with us. I want you to understand something this morning. God is an artist. And you're his masterpiece. God showed off when he made you. Come on, go ahead and just take, take some time. 
pull out that little, that little compact ladies you got, take a look at your masterpiece, okay? You're a masterpiece. God showed off when he created you. You are priceless. Say that with me. I'm priceless. Come on. You, you got, you got, you, some of you right now are just saying it because I told you to, but you need to start speaking it to yourself. You got to start recognizing your value to God, your value to this world, your value and impact to this community. You need to understand that there is a plan and a purpose that God has over your life. Even after Adam fell, it did not change Adam's purpose. He may have been damaged, but he was not destroyed. I want you to know that just because you've blown it doesn't change the purpose that God has on your life. Every one of you, I need you to understand, your purpose has not changed. You have been created to be fruitful to multiply, to fill, and to subdue. That's what you were fashioned for. So let me ask you this. When we talk about the kingdom of heaven coming to earth, what does heaven look like on earth? Here in 2017, in the Bay Area, the Skrillicon Valley, some of you get that on the way home. Here in the Money Valley, the Silicon Skrillicon Valley, all about money. In, in this valley right here, your purpose, what, what does the kingdom of heaven look like? If Jesus were to come in this time, how would it look? How would he express the kingdom of heaven? I want you to take a look at this in Matthew chapter 12, verse 28, okay? Jesus says this, but if I'm casting out, and let, let me set this up for you. Wherever Jesus went, demons showed up. How many know there's a spirit world? There, there, there's a spirit world out there. Not to freak you all out, but there, there's, there's a spirit world. How, I believe that a lot of even mental illnesses that we have people locked away and, and put away is because there's, more, there's spiritual things that are going on, not just medical things. Now, there are medical me, mental conditions, but I want you to see what's happening here. Wherever Jesus went, these demons, now demons are considered to be fallen angels. When Satan rebelled in heaven, God cast them down to earth, and there was about one-third of the the, uh, angels that were cast down that became demons. Now, whenever they ran into Jesus on earth, they began to praise God. Let me try this side. Whenever they saw Jesus, they began to praise God. A demon, okay? I wasn't looking for a clap. I'm just trying to, trying to prove a point here. I want you to capture what I'm saying here. It's because they, the, the angels, the moment these demons, they saw Jesus. Now, they had never seen Jesus. as they, they didn't see the earthly form. They didn't know him in the earthly form, but they felt the glory that was in him. The body couldn't hide what was in him. And one moment that the demons saw Jesus, they recognized the glory of God in him, and they begin to cry out, you, you are the son of God. You are the son of the... What are you doing here? You've come here to destroy us. They begin to praise God, and Jesus would always tell them to shut up. Be, be silent. Now, if it was me, and I walked in, and the demons saw me and started speaking, oh, man, you're the man. You, you came down from heaven. You're, you're the one. I, I would be like, listen to him. Y'all, listen to what he's saying here. For every one of you that doubt who I am, listen to what this demon's saying right now. Come on, tell him. Tell him. He's a man. He came down from heaven. He's he's the son of God. I would have let the demon speak, but Jesus understood something here. Jesus wasn't so hard up for praise. He didn't want praise from a mouth that didn't serve him. 
But whenever those demons got in the presence of God, who they were created to be came out. They reverted back to their original purpose. Follow me now. Every one of you, when you get into the original environment of God, you will revert back to what you were created for. You will go back to your original purpose. You'll go back to your reboot setting. You'll go back to your original purpose. Now, when Jesus cast out these demons, look at Matthew 28, verse 12, or 12 28. But if I'm casting out demons by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has arrived. Someone say arrived. Among you. So how does the king, what does the kingdom of heaven look like? Simply, one word, freedom. What does the kingdom of heaven look like? Freedom. Look at 2 Corinthians 3.17. It says this, for where the spirit, for where the Lord is spirit, and whenever the spirit of the Lord is, there is, come on, there is. So whenever, in other words, wherever God shows up, there's what? If God shows up in addiction, there's. In a marital issue, there's. Whenever there's sickness, there's. Because wherever God shows up, wherever God is manifested, there's freedom. How do I know God is there? Is when freedom shows up. When you tell me that you are, that you're following God, but you're in bondage, I question if God has shown up in your life. Say it again, Pastor, because you cannot walk in addiction. You cannot walk in pain. You cannot walk in these things when God shows up. You can't be a womanizer and still say that God, you follow God. You're, you're, you're stuck into, into lust and you're stuck into pornography and you say that you're a follower of God. Why? Because where God shows up, it doesn't mean you don't struggle. I'm saying that wherever God shows up, there becomes what? Come on, somebody. It's freedom. And that's why Christ has come, so he could set you free. You're thinking, well, I don't want to serve God because there's all these rules of do's and don'ts. I, don't want to, I can't do this. I can't do that. Listen, you can do anything you want. Do whatever you want. There's freedom. But once Christ comes in, I realize there's certain things that all things are permissible, but not all things are profitable. I can do a lot of things, but I'm not going to do a lot of things because they're going to end up affecting other people. See, I want you to understand, if there's any area in your life that you are not free, then the king must show up. There's an area of your life that, now, now, heaven's the model for us, folks. I'm going to close in a moment, but I, I need you to kind of focus in here. Heaven's the model for us. And if it's not going on in heaven, it shouldn't go on on earth. Now, now listen, the model prayer means the model expectation. Model prayer, your kingdom come, your will be done. In other words, that's what we should expect. You never pray just to pray. You pray because you expect God to do something as a result of your prayer, right? For those of you that don't agree with me, how many of you ever plant a seed in the backyard and not expect that plant to grow? How many put a rose seed, an orange seed, a, a you know, what, what, strawberry, what other plants do you usually plant, zucchini and things like that? I go to my dad's house, and my dad got plants everywhere. I mean, in, what, what places that plants shouldn't be. My dad has potter pots 
every, he is, he, everything he plants, he grows. He'll cut plants off and then just stick it in the ground and watch it grow. But this guy's a green thumb. He, he, and he just knows how to grow everything. And he loves growth, but he never plants anything without expectation of growth. Listen to me. How many of you join a business without expectation of financial repercussions? How many of you go to work? I just love what I do. Just keep the check this week. (laughs) Just, Just keep it. Just love it. Just love what I'm doing. Love what I'm doing. Just, just, hey. Hey, boss, I appreciate you, but, you know, you keep that check. You keep that bonus. You keep that bonus. I didn't do anything to earn it, right, Joe? Uh, just here, take the bonus back. Joe, Joseph's the only guy I knew that ever gave a bonus back. No. Cisco didn't need that bonus, Joe. You did. But it just, we don't, why? Because we expect a return on the things that we plant. Come on. Right? We, we expect return, and you should expect heaven is, what, what's heaven's atmosphere? What is heaven's atmosphere? Now, I want you to notice something here. Revelation, actually, I refer to the, Revelation says this, day and night, and night after night, they keep saying, this is what's going on in heaven, okay? Day after day, and what? Day after day, and what are they doing? They're, they're, they're worshiping. So if we want heaven on earth, what do we have to do here on earth? See, some of you think that the music is, all we do the music for is just to kind of kill time until people show up. Oh, they got, a, they got a house band playing. They just got, you know, they got a cover charge or anything going on. No, the, it's worship. And what we're trying to do is develop an atmosphere before you get here. <laughs> Creating an atmosphere where God is welcome. And so the music, I, I'm telling you, you, you go to a football game, you, you got into the Niner games, you got into the Raider games, and as soon as they start playing, especially at Oakland Coliseum, they start playing black, back in black from ACDC. I'm not even an ACD, I, I, I'm not a big rock fan, but they start playing that, something happens. <laughs> black hole, you're ready to, he, he was in the black, he, we're ready. Once they start coming out, you start yelling, you start screaming. And I, I, I was at the Super Bowl, like 2001, when the Raiders went there. And as soon as they, they got ready to start playing the game, I'm shouting, I'm screaming. The only time at the very beginning, little old lady from Tampa looked over at me. She goes, I thought you were such a quiet young man. <laughs> By the halftime, I was quiet because we were getting killed. She goes, how come you're not cheering anymore? Ever wanted to strangle a little old lady? It was at that time. (laughs) Heaven's atmosphere. If you want heaven on earth, how do you bring heaven down to earth? How do you change the atmosphere at your house? How do you change the atmosphere at your job? Now now listen, I'm going to share the story as we close. This past week, my father, last, last Saturday, my dad, he, he's elderly, he's with the walker, but he loves gardening. He was doing all this work in the backyard, ended up tripping and falling and broke a couple ribs. 
that's the thing we're always worried about him. They picked him up, took him to the emergency room, but they didn't hospitalize him because you need three broken ribs to qualify to stay in the hospital, not two. So they sent him home. He ended up with some complications this past week and ended up with the urinary tract infection and all this other stuff, went back into the hospital. So I went out there to see him a couple days ago. And I walk into the hospital room. And usually when I walk in, my dad's attitude changes. But I walked in and I saw something I wasn't expecting to see. There was such a heavy atmosphere in that hospital room. Follow me. Have you ever been there? Start walking through and you're passing room after room, hopelessness after hopelessness. I remember coming into the room and seeing him and he was, he was disorientated. His mind just wasn't there. And as he, he would fall asleep while he was talking to you and then he'd start acting like he was grabbing, like he was hallucinating. And I found myself sitting there just getting overwhelmed as a son, not a pastor, as a son. I wasn't there as a minister. I was there as a son. See my dad in that condition was difficult. I found myself getting angry, found myself getting despair, found myself becoming overwhelmed by what was going on with him. And then Pastor Dan started speaking in the back and saying, you've been preaching about heaven on earth, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, I know that, I know that. But look what his condition right now is. Well, you've been speaking about heaven on earth, right? If it's not practical, don't preach it. If it's not producible, don't release it. So I sat there for a moment. I said, okay, son, shut up. Pastor, rise up. And listen, I didn't get crazy. I didn't go all Pentecostal on them. Didn't cause a scene. Wasn't on top of him. All I did is I got up and I just began to walk around the room, even around the room on the side of the guy that I didn't know who he was. But I took his side of the room, too, because I needed the whole room to change. Just begin to walk back and forth and just thank God. God, your, your kingdom come. Your will be done. 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 Your kingdom come. There's no sickness in heaven. Let there be no sickness on earth. I know my dad will die someday, but it's not going to be in a hospital bed. He's going to die. He's going to pass away in his sleep. And he's, going to be, he's going to die at a, at a rich old age. When he passes, it's going to be peaceful. It's not going to be with tubes. It's not going to be with respirators. He's going to pass away in the will of God when that time comes. Because it's appointed for man to die once, then comes judgment. So I bring right now heaven's atmosphere into this room right now. I declare heaven's atmosphere. I speak heaven's atmosphere over this room. I ship the atmosphere in this room. Now, I'm not praying that. I'm just saying it to my mind. So I'm walking back and forth like this. And the nurse is right outside the door typing away. And I'm just. Then when I would get out of view of her sight, then I'd start. Kingdom come. You will then come back. I don't need to make a scene in order to bring the presence. You know what happened after that? Nothing. Nothing. I was looking for him to get up and say, okay, let's go home. All right, we're, we're, everything's great. I'm feeling great. Let's go. I was expecting that. I, I felt so down. 
I walked, started walking down the hallway, went and sat down in the waiting room with my mom and my, my wife, and I'm sitting there, and I'm still, your kingdom come, your will be done. Not two minutes later, the nurse comes over to me and says, um, can one of you go back to the room? Uh, your dad's sitting up, and he's eating, and he's uh, just asking, maybe you guys can help him eat. I said, he's eating? He's been sleeping? He's been non-responsive this whole time. What do you mean he's sitting up? So I turned around, went back into the room, and as soon as I walk in the room, he's sitting right up. Hey, mijo, how you doing? He's sitting there eating his food. I said, I said dude, what happened? What, why, what's going on? He goes, you know, I, I just felt the presence of God in here. Now, 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 take a look at this. He goes, I felt the presence of God, and so I just started inviting the blood of Jesus to cover my life. And he didn't hear me pray. But my own personal prayers, I believe, was shifting atmospheres that gave him the faith to be able to pull on God. What, what, what am I telling you this morning? God's inviting us to bring heaven to earth. And the only way that happens is that when you begin to shift atmospheres in your condition, in your situation, stop complaining about your problems and start shifting the atmosphere. Start declaring the presence of God over your situation, over your marriage, over your children, over your finances. Shift the atmosphere because it's up to you. God's given you authority. You were created with dominion to shift atmospheres. You have that authority. You have that right. If Christ is in you, then wherever you go, Christ is with you. And you have the ability to... to it's not about just getting to heaven. It's about bringing heaven to earth. I want you to bow your heads with me right where you are this morning. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at cwcbayarea.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash CWC Bay Area.